Hey guys, welcome to Taboo Talks and thank you for tuning in. My name is Isaiah and I'm your host for this podcast. Um, so growing up in different cultures, it teaches us different ways to behave around sex. And some families are super open and some families act as if it doesn't exist at all. And then on the other side, being religious might make it even harder to um, have valuable conversations about sexuality and sexual standards and all that kind of stuff. And yeah, so today we're discussing the taboo around sex and sexuality and all that stuff. And for that, I have with me two guests. So thank you guys for joining. Um, You're welcome. <laughs> so I'm Xavier. I'm 22 years old. I'm from The Hague. Um, I don't know. I'm always so bad at introducing myself. Um, but I would say uh, I'm Christian. I grew up in the church. Um, so uh, my name is Mohammed. I'm uh, 24. Uh, live in The Hague. And you could guess my religion from my name, I suppose. Um, I'm on the... Uh, work in market slash full-time student so right now i'm kind of studying and working from home full-time both sides so how's working from home it's uh challenging uh because of the fact that you need to understand and learn how to separate your personal life from um the professional one and especially for me i live in a small space so i don't have say my separate uh working area i can once i go in there i'm like that professional mood where yeah i just get what needs to be done um but yeah it's a it's a thing and i think it's a process everybody needs to get used to at the moment yeah. and it's gonna be here for a while so yeah i thought it might be interesting um because for me i wanted to, i was thinking about like the way we probably perceive sex and sexuality really comes from where um, like in what environment we grew up and when I look at my family um, so I was also raised Christian and um, that's all good and everything and I think I had a really good youth I really enjoyed going to church and all of that and uh, I still consider myself a Christian um, but yeah. I did notice that around the topic of sex it was always like it was not that there wasn't that we didn't talk about it, but when I look back to it, we barely spoke about it. And it was always like my parents never taught me anything about sex. They always just we, yeah. I, like I never had the <laughs> conversation, you know, that never, ever happened. And I don't know if that's because my my parents are just too awkward to have that conversation or if that's before other reasons because obviously in christianity you're supposed to save sex till marriage and all of that and yeah i think maybe that's the reason why they thought it's not necessary to talk about it um so that's really interesting and i don't know how did you experience growing up like what do you feel that your parents uh, teach you or not teach you well for me, first of all, it was kind of different because I come from a Caribbean family. 
but also have foster parents, which are Dutch. And my Caribbean family, like we never really talk about sex and into like details. We would make some some jokes about sex and stuff, but never really into details. And my foster parents, they would try to talk with me about sex, but then I was like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I kind of, oh my God, I'm going to sneeze. And it's gone. Okay. Bless you. So, <laughs> uh, so they would try to talk to me with me about sex, but I'm just like, no, I I don't feel like we should be talking about this. Because I know already, I know everything because mm-hmm. I learned in school. That was like my way of thinking. Yeah. How old but, were you then? Like 10, 12. No, 10. Oh. I was 10 when I went to when I got foster parents. So it was kind of young already. That's really young. Yeah. Because my sister is like They're 11 now and I can't imagine. Because <laughs> I noticed like how it's also for me starting to become awkward. But I think like, oh, should I? Because I have like three younger siblings and the oldest is 11 right now. And I'm like, when should I? Like, I feel like I have some sort of responsibility to talk about it with her because I know that my mom is probably going to act the same way as what she did, yeah. which is fine. But um, I feel like now <laughs> I have the responsibility to tell her something. But I'm like, okay, she's 11 now. She's going to be going to high school next year. Like The first I, kiss like, and stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like I, I feel awkward. And I'm like, I can sort of imagine what it must be like to be a parent. And think like, the first hey, kiss part can be a sort of, uh, done without any interference, let's say, or needing of guidance, because I mean, yeah, it can't do much of that. It's just the case. But uh, <clears throat> sorry, the um, sex part, I would personally sort of lay the ground for it in a way that is subtle mm. and yeah. make me comfortable to come to you later and ask you the question when the time comes. Yeah. So I would say approach her in a way that you can tell her, for example, you know. Make her feel comfortable around you. Always tell her you can ask me whatever you want. Um, you can come to me with whatever you want to know, whatever you have. I'll always be there for you. And this sort of lays a foundation yeah. for trust for her later on, you know, or getting older yeah. when the time comes. Okay, I can go to mom because, well, yeah. it's mom, but I can go to my sister. <laughs> yeah. 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 Exactly. Because you have a sister as well, right? Yeah. And did you ever, like, how was it in your family? My sister and I are pretty close, uh, but mm-hmm. sex in general is not something well perceived in my culture and also religion. Like, it's not, a, not like the sense of well perceived, but like you said, it's something that's preserved for marriage. So mm-hmm. it's never brought up. We do make jokes mm-hmm. about it at home. Um, I believe that my mom and sister are well aware of like sort of <clears throat> excuse me my lifestyle in general mm-hmm. but everything goes sort of unspoken yeah. mm. but overall in the culture uh, like um the cultural uh, atmosphere it's not something that is a well-perceived sex before marriage um yeah. it's one of those no-nos you know yeah. yeah. Where if it happens before, there's a whole uh, problem, 
both sides will be blamed and it's all drama that just really difficult to avoid and get rid of yeah. and it's not something you come across yeah. very often unless you're from like the family that you grew up in is open itself which is very rare to find in uh, most of the countries there at least yeah 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 so, i can i can yeah. kind of imagine how that is like having parents not really talking about sex but in, in the Caribbean, I don't think it's not like you cannot be talking about, or you cannot have sex before marriage because uh, I think people from Curacao, we are just some um, um, hot-headed people. Like we just like to have sex. Like um, Caribbean, <laughs> like yeah, the Caribbean people, like the, the the guys and girls from Curacao, they start doing sex from like a young age. You would hear the stories, you would be like, what? it's even younger than the people that we have in Holland. Like they start doing sex when they are like 12, 13, all that stuff. And yeah, but I also think that the sex culture is embedded in the Caribbean and South American culture in general, right? Yeah, yeah. So it's just part of it growing up. It's really a part of growing up. It's more like a, a normal thing to do, but still people find it hard to talk about it. And that's for me like the craziest part. Yeah. They don't really like, educate people on, on sex like that parents don't so, really talk about it with the children but they are shook when the 16 year old daughter comes home pregnant like yeah. <laughs> what yeah because that's what happens right because like i remember like friends of mine who didn't get like or didn't talk with anyone about it because also they were kind of scared to maybe admit that they did have sex because of their religion or of their background and then they yeah. just end up in these weird situations where you know like stds or pregnancy or uh yeah whatever just because they don't know like they don't know so on the other hand like can you really blame them because obviously you can google everything but i don't know if you can like yeah if you yeah i think you should always like need this personal education um, I also had like it's it's weird because um in in Holland we have a lot of sex education but still there's a lot of people that don't know enough about sex education you know like uh for example one once had a, a guy and, and we were talking about STDs and then we started having discussion about HIV mm-hmm. and it was the question like how do you get HIV so I was asking him and he said well, not by swallowing cum. And I'm like, yes, if you swallow cum, sperm, you actually do get HIV too. And most people don't even know that. Oh, wow. It's a small chance because actually it's a bigger chance if you have a wound in your mouth. But still, a lot mm-hmm. of girls out there that, you know, swallow, um, there's a big chance still you get HIV. Yeah. A lot of people don't even know. And that's for me, like, surprising. I'm like, what? Didn't y'all pay attention in school or? Yeah. Well, I, I mean, have to you... say that. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Continue. But I, like for me, I have to say that in high school, I can't even remember what they taught me, and it's not like I'm 22, so it's not that long ago. Yeah. <laughs> I think we only had like one class, one class, one hour, and they just gave us like foam 
dicks and a condom. That's all I remember, probably because I was like 14. Everything else is not important. <laughs> Everything else. And I think it also because it was like the teacher that gave us uh, the lecture was, I think he was one of our history teachers or something. So it was kind of weird to now see him like that. And he was just having this slideshow of, I guess, STDs and like, what happens oh, no. when you have sex? Yeah, I think Carrot like goes into generally, the then... yeah, that's that's a problem with like <laughs> sex education in general. It's yeah. not detailed when you think about mm. uh, the effects yeah. of, like sex can have or just. True. It's not a small subject you can talk over, for example, in one class, two classes. You need years of education of this one. Yeah. And True. I've been through high school here, indeed, as well. And to be honest, I never had a sex class here, like sex education. No? no? Never? <laughs> no, like not in my high Whoa. school. At least when Whoa. I joined my high school, that never happened. So this just shows you how um, neglected this particular sub- subject is. And when you look at the results on, like, on the ground... Um, between among youngsters especially it's just there are some devastating stuff over there when you think about a kid that's 16 and pregnant yeah, yeah that's pretty happens. far like it happens off more often than not yeah and the results of like you said for example this particular uh, subject with swallowing sperm for example yeah. I, there is a big chunk of people that have no idea how what STDs are even what yeah. they define as or what uh, counts as STD and what doesn't. What are the so, symptoms and like all of that. Yeah, so the problem is the education system, educational system itself is not detailed, is not uh, well um, sort of uh, implemented. Yeah. So I think governments in general, not just here, Dutch one, overall like worldwide it's, it's a subject that should not be neglected should be paid like should receive a lot more attention than it deserves yeah yeah but i think then where lies the responsibility of getting knowledge on this or where lies the responsibility of who needs to teach us or needs to teach anyone that is another comfort come like converse, um, conversation say, controversial uh, subject to talk about because in some cultures, it's difficult to talk about this with your family, for example. Yeah. Normally speaking, the family, at a young age especially, should be your first point of uh, reference. And that's not the case most of the time, especially, for example, um, in my culture, where that's near impossible to sit down with your I don't know, mom, dad, and talk about sex, or what this and that means, yeah. or how this and that happens. It's just why yeah. the question will pop up what are you planning to do and then immediately you're the bad guy or the bad girl because <laughs> yeah you know? so you see where this is going um so i it's it's a double-edged sword um i don't know uh, i'd say for now we should lay our resources into the educational system because that's the only place where i don't have the ask to ask the question but still get the answer mm. for it yeah. yeah i think that's a good one yeah, but I think I wonder what it's like now because obviously for me it's already been uh, six, seven years ago since I had that lecture. So I also wonder like what has changed now and like is it still the same or? I feel like they, they, I don't know. I'm not even sure because my little sister right now is turning 
13 yeah 13 <laughs> so but i think she does have like a sex educational school but i think it's also um more about like transgender people and, and about mm. non-binary people and, that, and all that kind of it's um, more of a biology class yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 exactly so i don't think it goes into details about sex itself but actually i think that's really good as well because i think like like i never got explained the differences um in like sexuality either and when yeah. you especially see like so many people's struggling with that um because they don't know where to like identify themselves and i feel like that's also i think obviously in like social media culture and blah blah it's a very known topic but when it comes to like i want to say like the facts or the basics of it it's like what if you what if you're like 13 and struggling with your sexuality like you don't really know where to look and i feel like your only resource is then social yeah, media or maybe is, youtubers this is also a sub subject that wasn't sort of um as uh, exposed uh, back then as it is now, like seven, seven years ago, um, sexuality was not really something that was discussed. Uh, like transgenders, uh, homosexuals, yeah. same-sex marriage, all this stuff was not very common. It wasn't something you just speak and talk about uh, openly. It just became like five, four years ago, it became something very uh, accepted, very well accepted and open. Yeah. And so that's why True. now it's being implemented and accepted more yeah. and more. So I understand where this is going, but I still feel like they're neglecting the main act itself, which is the most important thing. That's where the whole sort of yeah. education system was supposed to focus on. Because uh, like, it doesn't really matter what your sexual orientation is. The act more or less remains the same. Yeah. So. Totally. But also... Um, the sex education I had in school was more focused on a man and a girl. And, uh, exactly. you know, as, like, I'm gay or bisexual, how you want to call it. And nobody ever told me how men have sex with men. And that was for me, like, um, a, a thing I had to find out by myself, which was also like, nice because it was my little secret and you know I, I was on my own journey but it would have been nice if somebody would have just told something about you know gay sex because it's it should be something normal too to be talking yeah. about yeah. and of course a lot of people are going to be like ew 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 you don't have to yes but everyone has to hear the same story yeah just how do men have sex with men in the same? How do girls have sex with girls? And as, um, if we can implement that into school education, I think later in the future, there will be less uh, taboo and less whatever drama around the whole subject. Yeah. There's still sometimes on Facebook groups, um, people are still making fun funny jokes about how men have sex with men and I'm like, okay, but it's probably because you don't even understand what's going on. They're like, yeah, I would never use that hole because it's dirty. First of all, nobody even teach you that we clean our asses before. <laughs> and it takes like half an hour. 
you know, clean it properly. So when you actually have sex, nothing comes out. There's nothing in, left inside anymore. Like a lot of people still don't even know. Like some yeah. friends, they ask and then they will find out. But majority yeah. of people, they don't even know what to do. No. Have you seen um, that Netflix show, Sex Education? Uh, yeah. Yeah, yes, you, yes, have, you, have. you have that episode, right? <laughs> Where uh, the, the gay couple, they like, they, I think they want to have sex and then the guy goes to clean and then he doesn't, he just sits in the bathroom. He's like, what, what do I do? What do I, like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and then he comes out again as if he cleaned himself and then, uh, and then the other guys, hey, you know, like, let's go. He's getting into it. And then he's like, oh no, no, sorry. I don't, I don't feel like it anymore. Just simply because he didn't know how to clean. Yeah, but um, yeah, let's. Like, yeah. I mean, if you yeah. think about it, it compares like to seven years ago um, or six years ago compared to today. Uh, I'm actually pleasantly surprised with how widely accepted the entire idea is of uh, homosexuality and uh, transgender. Because uh, think about it back then, it was not something to speak about openly. Now it's becoming yeah. more of the norm, which is very good because then you are sort of um, accepting that you're. Uh, sort of uh, accepting diversity in your community, in your uh, culture. Um, I'm well, very pleasantly surprised with how um, well accepted this whole topic became in such a short period of time. And yeah. how countries, governments uh, started taking it. But it's, you are, it is true that uh, the educational part still lacks in that regard. And yeah, that's gonna take some time, I think, to adjust again. Just just as long as the whole uh, yeah. everything takes time topic. yeah so yeah just yeah. hopefully it's not going to be too late <laughs> <laughs> no but it's it's a great start that we made in the uh, past 5 years i would say yeah yeah by opening up more about also trans people and gay people and bisexual people and all that that comes with the uh, sexuality and I think that's a great step, but still, we need to focus more on the act itself. Yeah. The we also need to think about the fact that we're living in a country where um, this kind of stuff, people like sort of don't really care who you are or what you do. Just yeah. care of how you treat them, and um, regardless of your background, your orientations, your beliefs. Mm -hmm. You treat a person well, you are going to be well treated. Uh, nobody's going to sort of judge you from a uh, sexual uh, standpoint or um, um, religious standpoint or you're from this side of the world or that side of the world. And that's something very, very, like we're very lucky to have this here in this country, I would yeah. say. Yeah. Yeah, I think in, definitely in most we Western countries, it's a pretty like, accepted standard like or it is the new standard that you have yeah. like different sexualities within the society but yeah yeah then again it's like i think but i think like we're on like this road of getting more um not only knowledge about this but also just acceptance and everything as exactly what you said like five years ago it was kind of still a stigma to maybe come out or and I think for a lot of people it might still be dif difficult because it all depends on your family um, 
but it's like it's just a topic that's more accepted to even talk about or to just like you don't have to or that's in my opinion you don't have to like hide to uh, say what you are or what you stand for anymore um, yeah less you have you less. don't have to hide as much as it was before mostly you would have some friends around you you can tell it to and they would accept you and then from there you know mostly before people come out come out they tell it to their friends and then you know the like they start spreading it to other people and then when they see like hey actually i'm being accepted by a bunch of people that know about me right now then that's when they come out to their parents it always goes like that they never take the like from my experience for what i've seen we never take the step to go to the parents immediately first we seek for that safe place like just let's just see first if it's safe can i be telling this to people how do they react and when you have that good experience that's when you open up to the family too yes at a young age at older age it's like when you grow up you're like i don't care anymore what people say yeah. about me or not if you have yeah. that luxury of course because there's a lot of people that grew up in the, in families that would just abandon them and they are super afraid of being abandoned by the family so which i understand too yeah yeah and i think that's mostly mostly just part of which culture you're in i think yeah. it's so different per culture how they uh, deal with sex and sexuality in general like when i sometimes hear my friends talk about the conversations they have <laughs> with their parents <laughs> Yeah. I'm like, whoa, if I ever even thought of yeah. saying stuff like that, you know, I would be on the streets. No, joking. Not on the streets, but <laughs> <laughs> first much anyone not thinks I'm uh, no, but uh yeah. Especially like yeah, sometimes yeah, when I just hear conversations and they're just saying like, Oh yeah. I went out last night and then I did this and this and that and blah, blah, blah. I hooked up with that person and I went to that house and blah, blah. I'm like, if I would tell my mom that, oh my God, she would think I'm the biggest trash out there ever, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And then some people just like... The whole, I did not raise you to become uh, this the conversation is going to start. Exactly. Yeah. yeah <laughs> There's yeah, no yeah. ending to that one. I think we would do the same thing with our children, right? Yeah. I mean, our parents has has been young too at some point. Yeah. So they have been doing those things or maybe some similar things that we are doing right now. But it's just like, if it's your child, you just don't want them to, to become any kind of, uh, I don't know, like, a, oh, I'm gonna say it a slut or something in like a sl you don't want that mm -hmm. for your child you just want your child to be virgin until they find someone there that's perfect for them to marry you, you who they me? love and, and who they love they will lose the, the virginity to someone that's time. like yeah like they will lose <laughs> the opportunity to to someone that's worth it and they will love and stay with forever yeah yeah so I that is that is what we expected uh, growing up as well, right? <laughs> yeah. God, that got us. But yeah. yeah, somebody gotta just burst that bubble. Like, yeah. <laughs> we are not 
anything like that anymore. Yeah. Regrouping yeah, so it to a different era. Yeah, but that's the thing. Like, I wonder what, like, the next generation of kids, like, what are they gonna grow up with? You know, like, I hope that it's gonna go, like, like a smoother way. I think it has, because I think, like, 50 years ago, it was a lot different. And, you know, so I think it's already going much better. But I, oft I often think, like, okay, how am I... What am I gonna? What am I gonna teach my children? You know, like what am I gonna yeah. tell them? How much am I gonna involve them? And um, because I just see what I said, like yeah, what I said earlier, the same thing. Like with my sisters, like I've noticed that I've maybe missed certain things. I'm like, okay, what do I wanna pass on to them? But obviously, in like, yeah, I think it's just difficult because yeah, you want them to. Yeah. Be careful, and but you also don't. You don't want to push them, but you also just want to say like, "Hey, um, it's okay," you know. Because I think sometimes yeah. you just don't feel. You know, like I, I when your parents are suspecting something, and you just kind of feel bad, and yeah. then yeah. But I, I don't think it's just like a parent thing, to be honest. Oh, like sorry, a child thing where. There are moments where I don't believe the child wants like things the child wants to talk about with their parents and. I don't know about you, but mm -hmm. for me, later on as a parent, I really don't want to sit down with like uh, my kids and them telling me they're like what they did no. last night, for example. No, are you gonna have the uh, chat? You don't gonna have the no, chat. I will have that chat, yes, but like I don't want to know details what they did last night or when they went no, down. No, 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 no. Me yeah. neither. So this kind me of conversation, I really don't want to know. I like, no. I'm glad they had fun, but keep it for yourself. Uh, that's as far as I'm gonna let you go. <laughs> but <laughs> if you have any questions, any sort of frustrations, misunderstandings, please do come to me. I'm always. Oh, here yeah. I don't need oh. to hear about my parents. Nope. No, I'm not oh. talking. About, not talking about my parents, but like um, oh. me as a parent later on. Uh, um, no, but the other way around, like, same thing. Yeah. No. 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 <laughs> as a parent, I would not be telling my children what I'm doing in the bathroom. Like, no. Yeah. That's just no. like we had, we had, we had, out. Yeah, this, this is something me we had and to figure husband. out. Our, exactly. This is something we had to figure out for ourselves. Go learn <laughs> to do the same thing. You have to go through the exact same struggle we went through. <laughs> I had to deal with this, so you'll deal with this too. Yeah, that was years of years of experience. You think you're gonna pass it on for free? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I would just be yeah. like, you know what? Go experience um, things on your own. If you have any questions, you know where to find me. But I'm not gonna tell, like, the details. No. Yeah, and I, and no. I think that's that's the part what makes each person who and what they are. Like, regardless, like they're how they discover what they like and they don't like their orientations, yeah. good size and the bad size. It's just through their own personal experiences. Like, you can tell them as much as you want to tell them. You can tell them what to do and not to do. But you cannot tell them what they are, what they're not, and what they like and what they don't. Yeah. Yeah. So they you will have to find it. out anyways. Yeah. By, by themselves. Yeah. So. Mm -hmm. True. Okay. Yeah. So okay, then final thing. Like, what are what do you guys think? Are like, where are we getting? Where are we learning from right now? Because I feel for me it was just learn by experience i guess and what my friends told me and um 
Because also you have that weird standard of uh, obviously people saying like, oh, when you watch porn, that's the only thing you'll know and you'll think sex is like that when it's not, blah, 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 blah. Um, <laughs> Here's the thing about like sex in general. It is a very, very, very um, inconsistent subject in the sense that you get to a point where you go through an experience and this particular experience raises up a question in your head you never thought you're gonna ask yourself you never thought existed to begin with so yeah yep. sources of education can vary a lot but i think the, the answers are definitely out there someone <laughs> went through it at some point but i think the base of it is the most important part and that needs to be fundamentally needs to be um, laid down correctly and as detailed and as comprehensive as possible for the youngsters to understand what they are going into, yeah. what their expectations should should be uh, from this particular act, let's say in general, regardless of your orientation, yeah. there are like still things that are in common that they should be sort of explained, laid down. Uh, the consequences of your choices and of your actions. You should just be aware of everything, and then. Okay, once you feel you're prepared, go in there and do whatever the hell you want like to do. Yeah. But yeah, but that's the thing. Like, where do where do people learn from now? Like, where at this point in time, our best bet is improving the educational system we have in place, and I would say actually remodeling it completely instead of sort of improving it. But where are they learning from? I I think the internet. I think at the, the moment is blame yeah. it on the internet. <laughs> Can blame everything. No, I mean like the internet, like everywhere yeah. you go, like um it's what I said before, we grew up in a different area era. So um what happens right now more is that we tend to have more um knowledge about you know sex because there's memes about sex, there is um websites like Twitter, they're full with um nudes and all that kind of uh, stuff. Then we have Tumblr, which was also like um, a well-used platform for porn uh, and all that stuff. I love Rip Tumblr. The, oh, sorry, yeah, not because of the I porn. Love Tumblr <laughs> too. But they I miss Tumblr banned, sometimes, just for like the they actually ban all the um, all the, the the porn. But you can still be yeah. using Tumblr because I have Tumblr too. But yeah. you know, like it's it's Twitter is now the new Tumblr that is being used for porn yeah. and stuff which it will not take a long time before they actually ban all of that. But this is where people get their knowledge from. This is where they learn from. They just see it and they do it. It's the same as people watching porn. They see mm -hmm. it and they do whatever they see on television or mm -hmm. they, they see it in movies or they see it in series. They see it, whatever. This is where they learn from. Yeah. Yeah, but I also think like, now that we're talking about it, I think that's also the beauty of sexuality. I think that it's a journey and like at one point like you you don't know what you're what you're doing and you don't know maybe what you feel or what you feel like and what feels comfortable for you. But I think it's just yeah. a journey that you like follow and become like more aware of also just like what you like and what you don't like. But also like 
what are maybe your limits or also uh, what can I do and what should I not do? I think it's in the end, the learning experience. But this way, just have to let everyone free with their sexuality because to know your limits, sometimes you gotta have to, sometimes you just have to pass the limit to know that you passed it actually. Yeah. You feel me? Yeah. So later in, in the future, like if I'm gonna give my my children some sex education, it's gonna be more like, um, okay, you gotta have to go and try things on your own too. There might be some experiences that you don't like and you feel like you pass your limits. But then actually you don't have to be sad about it. You just know for the next mm-hmm. time it's not something you would like to continue doing. So yeah. that's the, the best thing to do. Like the best thing, the best way to learn something is by doing it. So yeah. and it's the same way with internships and stuff like with studying, <laughs> you know, yeah. the best way of learning it is just doing it. Yeah. So and go do out it, and, um, and do it. Fall sometimes and get back up again. And then... yeah, as long as you have safe sex, like use a condom and blah blah blah, like, like don't swallow and all that. <laughs> it's just that talk I'm gonna give, and the rest they're gonna have to find out by their own, like on their own. Yeah. 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 On the end <laughs> note, uh, have safe sex, use a condom, and don't swallow. Don't swallow. So you don't get HIV. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. <laughs> okay. Enjoy your research. Uh, also, <laughs> enjoy your research. <laughs> also, yeah, it's some yeah. people are gonna research some things. Also, coronavirus might be in HIV, so y'all be careful. In um, HIV? No, it, it's like um, no, it I triggers said it wrong. HIV. It, it triggers HIV, but also uh, can be found in sperm. No, it's yeah, uh, but it well, makes... a research uh, suggested that uh, men are more. Um, Likely to get, uh, yeah, coronavirus. likely to get coronavirus due to a certain hormone released in the yeah. testicles, and therefore it could trigger a uh, HIV. Really positive yeah. person, yeah. Okay, that's interesting. So you have to send me the source common. of that. Y'all be yeah. careful, because right now y'all can be catching, uh, um, catching HIV and Corona at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> you just and never sir- know. Insert Cardi B coronavirus link uh, video. Yeah. <laughs> coronavirus. No, don't start. I stopped listening to that for three weeks or something. Oh, Finally, it was so I good though. I didn't think about it. No, I heard it for like one, two weeks and I was like, um, no, I don't want to hear this anymore. It was what are you? Oh, yeah, but, but honestly, okay. It was good but for if, the two if, weeks. If coronavirus can be found in sperm, like, honestly, if you think about it, like, who cares? Because then you're already having sex, right? And then you're already in someone's air. So if someone has coronavirus, you're already going to get it by, like, just kissing them or whatever, right? Yeah, true. Well, you have to conduct coronavirus yourself first for it to, like, transform into HIV. Yeah. Which is is not always the case, of course. Just, like... um, a chance percentage uh, that this might happen with some people others may not trigger uh, that reaction at all so it's yeah. a person per person thing but still better safe than sorry i sure. guess get tested and all that kind of yep. stuff that's also my final note if i get ending, tested like almost every get, month <laughs> 
bro, you're active. <laughs> I'm active, yeah. <laughs> I just like it. I'm going to work as a prostitute, which I don't, but I'm always like, and it doesn't even make that much sense, you know, because you, uh, when you get HIV, the incubation time is three months. So that mm-hmm. means mm-hmm. only after three months um, after it happened, you can actually see in the blood if you are HIV positive or not. So every month yeah. doesn't really, but still you have other STDs, you know, which are really yeah. easy to catch. And yeah. plus right now I'm on PrEP. For the people that don't know what PrEP is, PrEP is a pill, like it's a HIV medication that you could take and it protects you from getting HIV, like 99%. Oh. Yeah. So that means you can actually... Measure. Yeah, you can actually have sex without a condom and have, or you still use a condom, which is also um, advised to still use a condom. But the chance of getting HIV is like 99% to not catch it. So that's really cool. We have this pill, especially in the gay community for like, I think three years, maybe even longer. In Holland, not that long. And can you, you get it yeah, here? Also, yeah. Is it like easy I have to it. get? well it's not that easy to get because the first time I got um, they actually declined my <laughs> my um, like I went to GGD like I don't even know how to say it in English but how do we call it? like a Se- health, health, center. health center yeah it's not like a like doctor that. it's just like a separate center for health yeah for health um, that's more, more like, sexuality sexual based i think yeah yeah so went there no because we don't think you are a high risk group and we don't have mm-hmm. that much uh, pills right now so we're gonna have to say no oh. then the second time i went i was like okay so now i'm gonna have to lie to the fullest that i'm a prostitute mm-hmm. that i have a <laughs> lot of sex with people that i'm a high risk group and then they were like, oh, yeah, you really need that pill. And the same day, I walked out with the pills. And you pay like uh, €7.50 per 30 pills. So that's like €7.50 oh, per month. It's really cheap. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, it protects you from HIV. So, But it's only been out there for three years. So like... In Holland, does it, I think does it actually Does it actually... It's been proven to actually work. Like, but Yeah. It's been... Yeah, it has been proven to work. Only thing is that um, we don't know what the long-term um, side effects might be. Yeah. So, because the side effects are kind of heavy, like having uh, nightmares, a, a lot of things. You could be vomiting, you could be, at least for like the first week, because as I said, it's actually pills that are being used for people that have HIV. So they're like really, really strong. Yeah. Um, have have but, you experienced any of those side effects? Yeah, a lot. It's um, mm. a lot of nightmares. The, the dreams are just so weird, but they feel so real. Yeah. But they are not. But still, that's one of them. Or like vomiting or having, uh, I don't know your body gets hot or something you don't and you're not hot it just feels like that it's mm. a lot of things but then other than prep you also have pep 
which I have to say it because maybe if people don't even know it, and PEP is this kind of pill, which is kind of more like the morning after pill. You mm-hmm. can take it um, until 72 hours after having um, unprotected sex. And if you take it within like the 72 hours, it reduces the chance of getting HIV. So mm-hmm. if the next time you're like, oh, I had unprotected sex and I'm super scared, well, just know there's still PEP that you can that it can save you. I had it like three mm-hmm. times already or something. So you finna know I'm stupid. <laughs> and I'm risking too much. <laughs> Back in the day it's not now anymore because I have PrEP. Okay. <laughs> but it's still I don't think that those kind of things are being told in school and maybe it's also good to be telling those those things yeah. about prep and pep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, for sure. I think also like just contraception in general is not something that has been talked about as much except for condoms. I think also for a lot of girls, like just figuring out what kind of contraception to use is a, is yeah. a very interesting journey. And I think most of them like, yeah, we only know condoms and then we have the pill and then that's it. But then they don't teach you that there are like 20 different types of pills and the one has more hormones, one has less hormones. Like I can even use pill because I freak out like the amount of like, I noticed that since the last couple of months, they've been more active on also telling the effects of the pill because just the level of depression you can get from the pill is insane and i think gaining weight gaining weight as well but i've really experienced myself with the pill that like i got so depressed at one point um that i was like i'm not doing this anymore and i think that's also a big thing like there are so many uh different things you can use or you can like um yeah you can find it might suit better for a person because sex is so personal and contraception is so personal that like yeah yeah um also it, that is different person for everyone sex has a different meaning and yeah. also a different word like i could not be telling you oh this is what sex is because of course like okay i can be telling you you know if a man puts his penis up a vagina that's what sex is but really what sex means to a person is something so totally different than what it means to you everyone has like their own experiences and everyone has their own things that they like to do and they don't like to do All right. Meanwhile, okay. I'm eating my strawberries, so sorry if you guys can hear that. <laughs> Very but sexual I my, strawberries. I ate, yeah, I ate, like I took my prep pill before getting here, but I always have to eat something before because I don't mm. be happy on the stomach. So <laughs> that's why I was eating. <laughs> okay. okay. Well, I'm going to thank you guys for joining. Um, thank you for having It us. was a fun conversation. Thank you. And no. yeah, stay safe. Stay um, safe, don't, guys. Don't get coronavirus. Don't get HIV. Oh. And then we all be good for 2020. Swallow. Hey, that rhymes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
Thank okay. you. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Bye.